You are listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast presented by NCQA. Hi, all, and welcome to another special edition of Inside Healthcare, part of our limited series, A View from the Summit. I'm NCQA Senior Multimedia Specialist Dave Smolar. All this week, I'm setting up interviews done live at our first annual Health Innovation Summit in Washington, D.C. Yes, we're already planning next year's summit, which I believe will be in Orlando around November time, but don't hold me to it, and keep in touch with us at ncqasummit.com and ncqa.org for more information. This edition of A View from the Summit focuses on the efforts to make the exchange of digital health records and other data go from penciled pipe dream to streamlined reality. And for a sense of the caliber of speakers we've gathered for this year's summit, look no further than this clip of a conversation I had yesterday in our podcast center on the convention floor. After all, if you're going to talk digitalization of health, you might as well go to the top. Dr. Don Rucker is Chief Strategy Officer at OneUp Health. He recently served as the National Coordinator at ONC. That's the Office of the National Coordinator for Health Information Technology, where he led the writing of the ONC 21st Century Cures Act interoperability rules. Dr. Rucker has practiced emergency medicine for 30 years and is currently on the adjunct faculty at the Ohio State University Department of Emergency Medicine. He's a graduate of Harvard College, the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine, and is board certified in emergency medicine, internal medicine, and clinical informatics. He has an MBA and MS in medical computer science, both of which he earned at Stanford. At the Health Innovation Summit this week, Dr. Rucker spoke at a presentation called Evolving Measures from Paper to Fully Executable Software Using Digital Quality Measures and FIRE. And of course, when we're talking FIRE, we're referring to the FAST Healthcare Interoperability Resources, the standards established by the HL7 Group for Exchange of EHRs, Electronic Health Records, As you'll hear, digital health can and should simply be part of our already digitalized world. I mean, it's really a reflection of what we see in our everyday lives is and and maybe the gap between what we see in the rest of our lives and what's happening in healthcare. So in the rest of our lives, we can buy stuff online, get it shipped and delivered often the same day. We're doing all of our travel. Um, When I came here this morning, um, I was able to see um, how long it would take me at the bus stop. So I did public transportation to get here, so I could see at my bus stop how long it was going to take me to uh, wait for the bus. All right, I mean, we just have very digital lives. And, you know, I could see what the weather was from, you know, weather satellites translated by the hour. We don't have any of that insight or transparency either into our personal health care in general or our bodies or the healthcare system, which of course is you know where NCQA comes in. And so the the obvious question that has been repetitively asked over the last 15, 20 years um, at the federal level is starting with electronic medical records, with 
uh, the Meaningful Use Program with the Cures Act is how do we get healthcare into this much more digital world? How do we take care? How do we how do we take advantage of digital services and capabilities and somehow integrate them into healthcare services yeah. and delivery? Yeah, exactly. Right. So what what is you know what are the tools out there? What are the tools we have to build? How do we build them? To what purpose? Um, of course, it being the American healthcare system, payment follows close behind or in front more accurately. So I think we also have to do the, the, the uh, thinking on how do we get this incentivized since we don't really have a market economy in healthcare, we really have third-party payments, right? In parts where the market economy is, people demand this and you wouldn't be in business, right? You wouldn't be in business today as an airline if you couldn't do digital ticketing, right? You wouldn't be in business as Spotify if you couldn't provide digital music. <laughs> Some would obviously, you know, you, but you wouldn't even be something classic like a bank if you didn't have ATMs. In healthcare, we don't have that uh, situation. In terms of uh, data and interoperability, uh, talk about data and interoperability on the clinical, the institutional side. Um, what's been going on the last couple of years? How have things developed and improved uh, in terms of interoperability, say, between doctors' offices, hospitals, uh, and, and those kinds of institutions? Yeah. Um, I, th I think the interoperability story has been finally starting to be a, a pretty good story. So historically, right, part of it is you need to have something computerized before you can, quote-unquote, interoperate. I don't know if interoperate is actually a word, but it is let, <laughs> let's pretend it's a word. Um, so first you have to have something computerized, electronically available, um, and we are now at that state with electronic medical records. Uh, you know, we started with lab tests. They were probably the very first clinical thing to be computerized because... In the 80s, automated clinical analyzers, so chem panels or, or CBCs with Coulter counters, became um, computerized because they were, um, you know, they were innately digitized in the generation of the result. In the 90s, imaging became computerized as CAT scanners and MRIs became, well, they were always digital. They don't exist outside of digital. But the files were so large, you couldn't print them out on film, right? So the CAT scanner generates the image electronically, and then in the early 90s, we'd print it out on film. So that would be like using fax to communicate in healthcare, which, of course, we're good at, <laughs> arguably. <laughs> um, now, with the fire data standard, you can really start computing on the core clinical things. And what's important about that is, um, I mean, there are a number of things that are important about it. Um, first of all, there is a data standard so you can communicate, and the data standard is rich enough and elegant enough to actually represent clinical care in, a, in an intelligent, responsive, representative type of way. That's huge. It has combined with you know, the ubiquitous nature of the internet, 
modern RESTful fire APIs that we actually have ways of moving that data around. And then the federal government, you know, through ONC and, and CMS rulemaking has required in the U.S. that those electronic medical records um, allow that data to be released from the capture of the EMR so that the rest of the economy, app vendors, analytics firms, payers can look at that data and um, provide new, better, differing, different services. So when we talk about, uh, when we talk about care at home, hospital at home, rem remote, uh, remote digitalization, uh, remote care, uh, remote monitoring, diabetic remote monitoring. Um, there's so many different parts of, of that discussion. But again, it all comes down to efficient data transfer, accurate data transfer, um, accurate algorithmic data transfer, and some kind of enterprise-level software that's helping to run everything on the back end that you can trust, that's secure, yeah. but also you're able to share the data at the same time. Uh, there's contradictions in terms all the way along the way, but where do you start? And where are things now as far as hospital at home? Yeah, I actually, um, and maybe as a Medicare beneficiary, I'm trying to do whatever I can to avoid a hospital, either at home or away from home. Um, but that's just me. But I think most people share that preference. <laughs> Last I checked, yeah. a very, very, very few people want to we'll be in the, the hospital. It's okay. Yeah, very few people want to be in the hospital. I think what's exciting and interesting is with cloud platforms, which really are combining data, combining the compute function, combining the APIs and the connectivity, we can now rethink the site of service of healthcare. Historically, when you look at healthcare, it's been, for most people, office visits every six months, once a year. You go, you know, maybe they give you a blood pressure medicine, maybe they give you a statin for your cholesterol. If you have type 2 diabetes, they'll give you something. Um, we t take a look at those three big illnesses, so lipids, hypertension, and diabetes, which are really all part of metabolic syndrome. That's what kills Americans, right? That's, that's the number one killer in the U.S. And we've managed it all in the most episodic of ways. And, right, you have a visit, you get a pill... All of each of those things has potential for much richer diagnostics and much more continuous monitoring over time. And the ability to move our care for those chronic illnesses from the office to you know, our smartphone and devices that we could have at home um, is utterly going to be transformative. And you're seeing that, you know, you saw it first with things like pacemakers that did lots of monitoring, continuous glucose monitors. You know, yeah. my blood pressure cuff is digital enabled. I can download it to the smartphone. Um, that whole world is changing. And so when we look at healthcare, we can move all of this to much earlier in the disease whether it's at home or at the hospital. 
part of my chat with Dr. Don Rucker, Chief Strategy Officer at OneUp Health and former National Coordinator at ONC, reminding us that, in many ways, the future is already here. I'll be including my full conversation with Dr. Rucker in a future Inside Healthcare episode, but for now, please keep checking your feed for more mini-episodes this week for more views from the summit. For now, and on behalf of the entire award-winning NCQA communications team, I'm Dave Smolar. We'll see you again, no doubt. You've been listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast brought to you by NCQA, the National Committee for Quality Assurance. Inside Healthcare is available on your computer or mobile device through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and on our blog at blog.ncqa.org forward slash podcast.